Welcome to another episode of Sports. Oh, a little intro music today. Got to Little intro music, shameless plug for uh, an episode I did on Instagram a few weeks ago. Hide Your Heart by Kiss. That was the Ace Frehley version. But find out who originally recorded it and what five artists all recorded it in the same year. Called Hide Your Heart. That was Kiss the Ace Frehley version. Paul Stanley was one of the writers. So. They were not the first one to release it. Uh, someone else has put on multiple albums since. Multiple greatest hits of theirs. It seems to be a good song to cover. It, yeah, five people did it in one year. So Now, uh, for those just jumping on, welcome to Season 3, Episode Number 10. Today's January 17th. Uh, we're your hosts, Dan and Andy. We've got sports songs, updates, music, NFL playoffs, and a whole bunch of fun stuff. Yes, oh, a whole bunch of things going on. Um, high school sports, basketball, kicking off real good. NFL playoffs were this weekend. We got the last game tonight. Um, college basketball, high school basketball, again, going real good. High, hockey. Olympics starting in just a couple of weeks. What's left of them anyway? But first. We'll be getting into all that fun stuff, Olympics, basketball, football, NFL playoffs. I used, Andy, the trivia question for this week, I tied it in with the NFL wildcard weekend. Okay. Last night, Dallas Cowboys got beat in the wildcard game. And uh, it's not surprising that they get beat in the wildcard game. It's surprising that they were a team during the regular season that put up, as a team, more than 500 points. 500 points in a single season by a team. It's only been done 22 times ever. Uh, most teams will put up 400 points or so uh, as a team during the course of the regular season. Cowboys, even though we had that extra game week 17 this year, they did put up 530 points, which was 12th best in the history of the NFL for points scored, meaning that's a very prolific team. Yep. They got beat in the first round in the wild card with a, with a potent offense like that. The question is, it's only been done once before. Can you name the team that got beat in the wild card round weekend after putting up more than 500 points in the regular season in the history of the NFL? It's only been done once. So get out your Google machines, everybody, and uh, try to look that up. It's a rare feat, but we'll get to it. Nonetheless, section before we come back to mine, I'll, I'll provide the answers to answer to the question. All right, we'll go to the. Uh... Share screen part here. Get my stuff loaded up here. I love all of you patient with me here on this. And, uh, of course, I have to um, do our little song for our follow-up. Oh, yes. Yeah, send your hate mail to me. I don't care. I can only imagine what this topic will be, Andy. Big drum roll. Leah Thompson, our favorite male swimmer. Yes. Jason Whitlock had something on it here, too. And I, Jason Whitlock's a great listen to. He used to be on FS1. Now he has his own show. He gets kind of political. But uh, right here, what Leah Thompson is doing is stop the press is newsworthy, he says. It's worth the debate and analysis. It could change the course of history and undermine the rights of biological women. And ESPN won't talk about it. We will. Okay, I can't look that picture anymore. Okay. Um, Leah Thompson was dominated by fellow Ivy League transgender swimmer Isaac Henning. Henning. Uh, the University of Penn's transgender swimmer, Leah Thompson, was defeated by another transgender swimmer, uh, one who's uh, on the men's team and has transitioned to a female. But at the Ivy League school meet on uh, last week, the Yaley defeated Thomas in both the women's 100 and 400 freestyle races. I, 
I got so many breaststroke race jokes here. I'm just not even going to bother. Um, <laughs> now, but to, to be fair, Andy, yep. we've never covered women's swimming at all in college. So this yeah, is actually we, giving press. Yeah. And, you know, and here's the thing. And some things have been really said here that just kind of bother me. Fox News has covered it. There's been some great quotes there. Um, other parents on the Penn team were upset about this, how the attention it's getting. And one thing that Tom Thomas said that really bothered me the most, and it's kind of funny, it's on MLK Day that we're saying this too, comparing themselves to how what Jackie Robinson went through. Jackie Robinson wasn't a white guy who decided to be black and go through all that stuff. He was an African-American and went through it. He didn't decide to do something to break barriers. He just had to. That was the cards he was dealt. You are changing the game and changing the cards in your hand. Therefore, you are not like Jackie Robinson. Not even close. What you're doing is, is it good for people? Okay, maybe. But as far as college and sports and everything else, no, it's not. Um, maybe if you want to say there should be a transgender group. Uh, one person even said that when these two compete, it should be a uh, uh, what's the word I look for? Just where they're, they're showing off. It's just a trial. Here we go. Exhibition. That's the word. It should be an exhibition when these two are in it. Maybe they should travel around and compete together. I don't know. Find others like them that are transgenders. They could have exhibitions to get enough for a league for a team. I'd be okay with that. Do they want to have the transgender version of swimming that goes along? God bless you. Go for it. I don't care. Would it be fun to watch? Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. But don't have these men competing with women. The, even the other students are getting upset about it. You're, you're taking scholarships away. And with the kid from the pen there, they were second team All-American as a male swimmer. So you were already doing well. It's not like you weren't making the team and thought, well, I'll be a girl and I'll win then. So just you're not – you're being a trend center, but for the wrong reasons, the way you're going about it. My opinion, like I said, we talked about this weeks ago. Of course, Fox News is picking up now. Jason Whitlock's picking up now because we said it first. Listen here. We'll get you guys started. So did, was this, um, was this, you know, circled on the calendar for these teams to, to, to say, look, there's going to be a big matchup coming up. No, they're just I didn't both know about it myself until I saw the results. And I was like, wow, is this something they circled on? You know, I'm not saying they did it to draw attend- attendance, no. but is it was it a big deal, or did we ever find out who finished third nope. in this race? Just Ivy League schedule, that's the way it went. It's not like one's in the Ivy League and one's in the ACC, and they said, hey, I got an idea. We're not doing anything this weekend. How about you? Nope. It was a regular scheduled Ivy League meet. Interesting. So, yes. You're, you're, right. It's, you're right. It's turning into an exhibition of sorts. Yeah. So that's not the yep. intent, I don't think, but boy. But you yeah, can't, it's you cannot circus. make the Jackie Robinson comparison at all. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I'd have no problem that exhibitions or it was a, you know, here we're doing this in between things. Great. We'll see. I do current things bothering me in the soapbox. <laughs> the NIL, they call it, the name, image, likeness the NCAA is going with, where the kids are getting paid now. I guess I got no problem getting paid. And the one thing where it's bothering me that where I'm noticing it from what I follow is um, the, the kid from the Gophers, the wrestler there who signed with WWE. He's getting contracts. Gabriel Stevens, he's getting contracts with WWE. He's getting paid. So they fly him out to show up at pay-per-views. He's in the back room. He's at some of the TV shows in the back locker room, da-da-da-da-da. He's still trying to compete for the Gophers to get a college education. Here he's got to fly halfway across the country for all these appearances. That's the part that bothers me. They want to have them pay to do things like this. Do it when you're locally in town here. Or if the you happens to be in, you know, Nebraska, and that's where WWE is that week, too, fine. He's making these special trips, getting paid. One of these it's gonna be pretty soon. If he's got a chance for a big payday at WWE. Is he going to really want to wrestle in the finals? 
kind of like the way basketball players and football players don't go in the tournament. The football players pull out of the bowl games because they're going pro. I'm afraid it's going to affect a lot more sports than just football and basketball coming up here, which is kind of sad. Geno Smith. Yes. Quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, former quarterback of the Jets. Uh, he was arrested this last week on suspicion of driving under the influence while in Washington early Monday morning. King County District Court records obtained by the Seattle Times show that Smith was arrested at 2.10 a.m., released at 9.27 a.m. No further details of the arrest were available. The arrest occurred hours after Seattle's win over Arizona on Sunday in the Seahawks' season finale. Smith, who was the backup to Wilson, did not play in the game uh, when they finished off their 7-9 season. He was uh, – it was like his third one in the last few years. He was clocked at 100 miles an hour. Here's his tweet. Uh, being arrested brings a, a tainted to the reputation that is blah, 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 blah. He's just looking for a woe is me, leave me alone, poor me. Here's the sad part. Second, third string quarterback, 100 miles an hour, DWI. As of the other day on the Seahawks website, it's still 120 bucks for one of his jerseys. That's the part that kind of bothers me a little bit on that. That that thing you had to cut him and get rid of his jersey, but you figured he'd be in the clearance rack by now. There's some high school sports here, and I'll get to the good stuff. Uh, class 2A boys hockey. Right here, we got Andover, Roseau, and Creighton-Durham. Are your top three? Creighton-Durham up from seven. Boys A, Hermantown, War Road, and Little Falls, top three. Uh, four, five, and six did a little reshuffling, but same same teams there. Delano did move up to four. Girls hockey, Taka dropped from two to from two to three, and he died and went from three to two because he died and beat Minnetonka. That's kind of how that went. Um, girls are doing good for Taka and he died, so it's kind of fun to watch them battling each other and be tops in the state still. And girls A, War Road, Orono, and Proctor, one, two, three still. About same, same top ten, just some people shifted places there. Girls basketball. Gonna take a little time on some of these here. Hopkins and Minnetonka one two still. I remember last week we mentioned how those two teams were both ranked nationally, and poor Buffalo had to play both of them in the same week. Well, Buffalo lost at Hopkins 45-66, and then hosted Minnetonka lost 69-27. So no upsets there. I was a little scared when I saw that, man. Buffalo might pull one of them off. That'd be sad. Same week. My God. Yeah. Well, it gets worse. You see the scores later on. Holy cow. And so there's the conference or standings are Hopkins, Tonka, 1-2. And our conference, 1-2 in the state. So that's going to be a fun one to watch. St. Michael, Ian Prairie, Dinah could play spoiler somewhere throughout the season. So, I mean, Ian Prairie's 8-2 overall. Don't, nothing to sneeze at there. St. Michael, 12-2. So you never know. Uh, there's Hopkins schedule. They did beat in Prairie. The next game is at Wyzetta tomorrow. And Tonka playing at Holy Family. If you look back at the coming up here, Holy Family is nothing to laugh at this team either. Uh, they're 2A, but still doing have a good season. And there's St. Michael Albertville, barely winning against Wyzetta. And then they got Sartell coming up here tomorrow night. 3A, Austin Becker and Academy of Holy Angels, 1, 2, 3. Again, their top 10 hasn't changed from last week. Um, 2A. I mean, there's Holy Family's fifth at 2A, so Tonka doesn't have it that easy, but it should be fun, fun game there. 1A for the girls. Now, here, just hear me out on this. Mountain Iron Bowl, 11-1. Mary Lutheran, 10-0. Sleepy Eye Mary's 12-1. 14-0 for Hayfield. Let's concentrate on those top two. Mountain Iron and Mary Lutheran 1-2. Here's Mountain Iron's schedule so far this year. And for those of you on the audio part, I'll read some of these scores to you. 
They won at Red Lake, at Red Lake 105 to 40. They beat International Falls 99 to 29. They beat Little Fork Big Falls 105 to 6. <laughs> they beat yeah. Northwoods 102 to 46. Uh, uh, Belgrade 72 to 18. But their first their, their losses this year, they've had two losses now. First game of the year at St. Croix Lutheran, they lost 77-72. And they lost last Saturday against Providence Academy, 60-67. to So they got two losses now. Mayor Luther will probably jump to number one because Mayor Luther has been clicking right along here undefeated. There they beat Tri-City, 67-28. Mayor Luther did uh, over Lester Prairie, 97. Mary Luther's been winning by about 20 points a game here, 25 points a game. Huh. Mount Iron Bowl's two losses. They had to come down here to the big city. I looked ahead at the schedule. Last week of the year, Mary Luther goes up north to Mount Iron. Oh. So that should be a game. Keep an eye on. End of February. Oh, right End before the March Madness. That'll be good. Last game of the schedule for both of them, right for their playoffs. So. That's what it comes down to, because a, a championship preview, maybe. Now, I don't remember for girls basketball, they seed the first five. So we'll see how that goes. Boys basketball. Tonka hanging on there at number eight. Now, if you look at some of the th- stuff I put on Facebook this week from Natanka, uh, young Elamine, uh, He's having a nice season for Tonka. He's made some nice plays, fun to watch. That's remember uh, Elamine from the uh, Gophers. He went to UConn or yes. UConn, Minneapolis North. That's his boy. He was um, from Minneapolis North, I think. Right? Yep. Uh, he went to UConn. I, did he have a cup of coffee with the Timberwolves or not? I can't remember. I think he I did. Brief coaching clinic here in Minnesota now too. He had a lot of his uh, playing time was in Europe. For Khalid, but uh, his sons at Tonka. Tonka's seven and two, eights, but it's that's a tight racer for four. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun tournament to watch this year if everybody holds up like it is. Three A, Tatino Grace, Columbia Heights, De La Salle. Columbia Heights moving up from six to two. A lot of people jumping around there. Three A, there's Minneapolis North, Caledonia, Rockford at five. And 1A, there's Sleepy Eye St. Mary's at 1. New York Mills undefeated at 6. So we'll see how that turns out there. Moving on to the Big Ten. Talk some college sports. Here's what men's basketball is the top five will go over. Uh, this was going into yesterday now, so pardon me on some of the numbers that are off. But Illinois is having a real nice season. There's top five right there. Rutgers is a fun team to watch. And the Gophers are 12th. They're now 1-5 because they did lose to Iowa the other day. They started out 9-0. They're now 10-5. Um, these losses are not helping. On some of the projections for the 60, was it, eight teams now that make it, they're on the first four outs. So they would not make the tournament right now at this point, hmm. which is fine with me. You're playing this bad in your conference. You don't deserve to be in the tournament. And there's their schedule. They said they lost to Iowa, and they're at Penn State on the 19th. The Gals, Big Ten Gals basketball, um, Indiana 5-0 tops, Michigan, Maryland, Northwestern, and our friends at Iowa. Gophers are 10th, 2-4. and four. Uh, And their schedule, they got Iowa here Thursday and then Michigan State Sunday. And I'm going to stop right here, and I'm going to give this disclaimer later on in the show, too. Yes, they are playing at Iowa. Monica Sano, Watertown Mayor grad, will be there. If you want to go, please go. Have a good time. But the University of Minnesota, all these buildings in Minneapolis and St. Paul, please check their mask scheduling mandate policies. Um, If you need to have notes about vaccination cards, if you need a Note from your third grade teacher, your mommy needs to say, so I don't know. Find out what you need to get in. I don't want you driving all the way down there and finding out you didn't bring your vaccination card or whatever you need to get in. So please check with these buildings before you go. Save a trip. Yeah, just to add on that, Andy, it's true. I'm going to a 
uh, women's hockey game uh, at the end of the month here, the Gophers against uh, Wisconsin at Ritter Arena. And it is confusing because they do say that schools have certain mask policies and stadiums have certain mask yep. And so my wife was looking it up. Is Ritter Arena a stadium or is the University of Minnesota a school? Well, it's kind of different. It doesn't yeah. fall into either one of those buckets. So she went on and checked and did find out that in that particular case, they start, I think they implement that like February 15th or something is the go live date for some of these. So it is a gray area as far as how they're um, doing these. But like Andy said, check, check the arena or the venue to be sure. Um, and some of these are going on for just a two or three week period. They're going to go back to normal. Yep. That. So it's, we're in that gray zone. Some are starting right away. Some are starting in February. So follow along and watch. And, and Dan, Dan did the right thing. Guys, have your wife call and check. Nice. Do it right. Don't mess around. Hockey. Now, yes, Big Ten hockey. There's only six schools in the Big Ten in hockey. There are seven listed here because we let Notre Dame play with us for hockey. So here's our hockey standings. Michigan, Minnesota, Notre Dame, top three. And our schedule, we split with Alaska, which was a makeup game from earlier in the season. And then we host Michigan coming up. The CCHA, that's Minnesota State. Uh, the Beavs at two. Michigan Tech, Bowling Green. And the Beavs schedule, uh, they split with Bowling Green. They have Ferris State this next weekend, and they go to Michigan Tech. Uh WCHA women's hockey, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Minnesota, top, tied for the top there. Then it's kind of a Minnesota Duluth, Minnesota State, then it drops huge, you know, Minnesota State, Bemidji, kind of a big drop off there. St. Cloud State and St. Thomas, thanks for keeping up. Schedules, like I said, there's the Lady lady Gophers, they uh, split with Minnesota State, they got Wisconsin this weekend, and then at Ohio State. So number one and number two. Next couple of weeks for the Gophers, so make or break. And Andy, for that, uh, in a couple of weeks, our shows we're going to do, I'm going to be covering a lot on that Wisconsin game. I think our tickets are for Friday the 21st against number one Wisconsin in Ritter Arena. Uh, yep. I'll do a special midweek on that, uh, on that, take some photos and stuff. I've never been. That's how it came up. I went to a youth hockey game for a friend of ours. Her daughter was playing at Ritter Arena in a special event. And I okay. said, you know what? I have never been here for an actual women's gopher game, uh, ice hockey uh, you know, yep. game there at Ritter Arena. It's one of the best there is for a small, intimate setting. And we worked a deal and got tickets for that game against number one. So I'm going to do a midweek show on that, uh, do a slideshow with some uh, photos and events of that. That's a great arena uh, there against a great team. So I'll do that midweek um, next week. Now, will you be doing autographs before the game also or no? No, we'll leave our cards, Sports and Songs cards there at the okay. venue. Okay, yeah, all right. We'll have a table set up at, between uh, during the intermissions, maybe. Yes. $5 for an autograph, 10 for a picture and autograph. Yes, yes. Okay. Uh, Beaver, the female Beavers, their hockey schedule there, is, uh, they lost both to Minnesota Duluth. Then they host St. Cloud State and St. Thomas, so hopefully they get some Ws there. The Kraken. Our favorite hockey team, not named the Wild, the Sail Kraken. Uh, busy schedule for them coming up. Five in a row at home, and a couple on the road next week to end it. Um, lots of games being made up here because here's their schedule from the Kraken. They've lost a handful of games because of the COVID this year. No makeup dates yet, but look at the schedule. Some of those teams, um, the game against Arizona Coyotes, they probably won't make that up because both teams are doing bad in the standings, so they won't bother. That might be a lot of break around some of those East teams. They need it for the playoffs or not. We'll see how that goes. And that's either on the Wilds website about their makeup games. But here's the standings in the Pacific. Seattle, as you see, got a good firm lock on last place there. Um, so we'll see how that turns out about their makeup games. Like, obviously, games against Vancouver and Edmonton, they won't be making up. But maybe if they had any other games, they will. And the Wild. Like we said, here's their schedule, kind of a light schedule this week. At Colorado today, I did not hear a final yet. Um, 
Then home and home with the Blackhawks over the weekend. And there's their standings. Uh, Colorado's first. Minnesota's dropped a fourth. But uh, I see Chicago and Arizona at the bottom there. So if the Kraken had any of those games, they will not be making those up. I guarantee you that. Baseball. Let's talk about some good news, some bad. Um, not good news coming out of the talks. So we'll see. So we got plan B. First of all, Dan, get your pen and paper here. Okay. Intern Abby brought this to my attention. She heard on the radio. Nice. The Arizona Diamondbacks are looking for a bullpen catcher. They got their job up on job sites. Um, you report to the manager of the major league team. Duties and responsibilities to attend major league spring training at designated camps, workouts in the offseason as necessary. Two, spend the entirety of the 2022 season with the major league team, assisting the coaching staff with catching bullpens and preparing pitchers and catchers as determined by the coaching staff. Work with the pitching staff and run preventative coordinator, prevention coordinator to help ensure that bullpen practices prohibits or habits align with the pitcher's development plans. Assist with different, different components the processes of upcoming opponents as needed and communicate effectively with coaching staff and players. So if you think you qualify, Dan, I don't know if the needs can take the catching, but live that dream, baby. You know what they do for, for these? Uh, I've talked to one of these guys before and it's, you're actually part of the team, but they're, yeah, you're a very good catcher. Uh, you're a catcher yeah. that probably fell off from being drafted or going pro, but uh this is no easy slouch of a job. This is uh, this is this is big time, and these guys are good. And I'd like to know how many of these catchers because I know a couple from uh, when I used to had tickets for the Saints, St. Paul Saints, their first season. Their bullpen catcher, he didn't play, but he'd warm up the pitchers before the game. He was in the bullpen. He went on the manager later because really, you're the bullpen catcher. You're an unofficial manager. You're an unofficial pitching coach. Um, I love to know how many of those guys went on to be pitching coaches or coaches in general. How many of these guys are the ones where like they blew their shoulder and can't throw to second anymore for a steal, so just a bullpen catcher now? You know, I don't know why that could be. That could be also, but yeah, these these guys have in depth knowledge of the game. Um, Yep. You know what's keeping them from just being a well? Let's learn to play first base or be a DH. Why are they a bullpen catcher? What's keeping them from going up? You know, but. There you go. Arizona Diamondbacks need a bullpen catcher. I saw this little fun stat. Teams in the 500 club overall for baseball. Um, now, this is their entire history. It's like for the Giants, it'd be, you know, when they were in New York. The Dodgers were the Brooklyn Dodgers. All, all the way back. Braves go to Milwaukee. All these teams. So, the Yankees, of course, are fifth, first at 568. The Braves at 501. So, got me thinking about our two favorite teams. The Mets are at a 480 winning percentage at 4,551 wins and 4,927 losses. Mm. The 60s were not good to the Mets. The Twins, this goes all the way back to Seattle. So, that's why it was big. Or, I'm not sorry, that's Seattle, Washington. So, that's why the numbers are so big 9,012 wins, 9,716 losses for 481 percentage. There you go. 48% of the time, those two teams are winning. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. The KBO, Korean baseball, states that their umpires will be individually evaluated this upcoming season, and those with poor grades will be demoted to the minor leagues. <laughs> now, if you see the meme I got down there, yeah. Angel Hernandez is a little concerned. I like that. But to a point, I don't see why not. You're as good as a major league player if the umpires are getting bad grades. Send them down. With that said, the KBO season will be starting April 2nd. Um, no changes to their schedule. They're going to go full bore. This is their 40th anniversary. Head first, no exceptions. The only thing is they will not be taking a break for the Asian Games, which run September 10th through 25th in China. Baseball tournament will run from September 12th to 24th. Korea is looking to defend its gold medal um, from the 2018 games. If you have a player that goes on a national team, you have to find a fill-in form and suck it up. Put your big boy pants on. 
So KBO starting. Uh, Nippon Professional Baseball, the Japanese League, is still going as scheduled to preseason start February 23rd. Opening day, March 25th. And their World Series starts October 22nd. So from the sounds of it, if we're on strike or lockout or timeout or whatever you want to call it for Major League Baseball, trust us, we'll follow the NPB and the KBO for you. The Mets will be that retiring Keith Hernandez is number 17 this season. Um, I think Mex last year had his retired by St. Louis. So the Mets are going to do that now too. Get on that. Also, the Twins are finally retiring Jim Cott's number. Mm. Finally. Which got me thinking on some stuff here. Retiring numbers. Here's my stories on these two. Jim Cott, 83, will join Harmon Killebrew, Rod Crew, Tony Oliva, Kent Herbeck, Kirby, Burt Lovin, and Tom Kelly, and Joe Maurer as the ninth player to have his number retired, along with Jackie Robinson. Hernandez will become the fourth player and sixth individual for the Mets, joining Seaver, Piazza, Kuzman last year, Gil Hodges, and Casey Stingle, along with also Ralph Kiner and Jackie Robinson there. My question for you, Dan, is... Is it about time that the retire Cots number or are you okay at not being retired? Or are you sad they had to wait for him to go in the hall to do this? I am one of those 50, 50 guys. Um, I didn't lose any sleep over it. I wasn't there waiting for it. Um, I wasn't upset that it took this long. I think he deserves it, but it, it falls in those gray areas once again. Yeah. I, I just, it's kind of a, I hate to say the whole conspiracy theory thing. It's like, oh, funny, he goes to the Hall of Fame, now he retires number. Same season. He's 83. You can't bank on retiring it next year and have him come back. Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's, real. Let's be real about that. You know, It's a cause, cause effect. So if yeah. the, the Hall of Fame puts him in, now the Twins are backed into a corner. They, they have to retire his number. Right. I, the other things I see on there wrong, I do not, and this, I'm not being a hater, Herbeck's number did not deserve to be retired, and Mowers was too soon. Ah, good points. Um, they could have waited on Mowers for a little bit. I mean, you could unofficial retire, just don't give it out for a couple years, see what happens. Maybe he comes back as a hitting coach or something or whatever, but I think uh, Mowers was too soon. Herbeck's didn't need to be. I, I mean, because you look at Cots. I looked up the numbers. A ton of guys wore his number since he left, too, so it's not like they were hiding it and waiting. I mean, uh, I think Joe Nathan wore it all those years. I think – didn't Tappany wear 36 also? I can't remember, but I know Joe Nathan did. And Joe Nathan's at borderline. He's borderline Hall of Fame. He put up some great numbers with the Twins. So do you double retire a number maybe? Don't That's know. a good, good question. I don't know about uh, Kevin Tappany. Was he 36? He I thought he was 36, wasn't he? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good good question. But you're right. People wore it since, and it's it's kind of awkward. I think Herbeck, because he was the personality along with the player and the fact that he was only here, and he was a local right, guy, almost like a Maurer, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, Tony O's number's already been retired, the six there, so that's kind of good. Uh, Tom Kelly's number was retired. Okay. Garnheiter did as good as TK did as a manager, I think, so do you retire Gardy's number soon now? He is out of baseball. So. Yeah, it's the Kelly won the two World Series, is what. Yep, that's him true. In, but and yeah, you know what the Mets did with Rolf Kiner, they couldn't really retire a number. They have a microphone out there. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, you do something with that for John Gordon in a couple of years. Herb Carneal, who's passed away, stuff like that. We'll see. New releases. Album releases here we got coming up. Anyway, I get my sound effects ready here soon. Um, doo, 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 new releases coming up. Corn has a new one coming out February 4th for those corn fans. There's that. And like I said, concerts, I'm being a little shy on those, but there is one concert coming up in the future. Hanson. Hanson. Oh, 
Oh. Oh, come on. You're a closet fan, too. The, the Red Green Blue Tour? Yes. They will be at the Fillmore in Minneapolis August 19th. Now, where's, where's the Fillmore? Um, Minneapolis, it says. Yeah, that's that's what I got. So, you got to August. Health check might be different by then. January tickets went on sale already, pre-sale. But they nice. used to say the AWA days. Run, don't walk to get your tickets now. Wow. I think everybody quietly liked that song when it was on the radio. No one ever probably bought it or downloaded it, but. I don't think a lot of people change stations when that song came on. And one thing about that video, if I recall, the guy who directed that video, Al Yankovic. Weird Al? Yes, Al Yankovic. This week, we lost Ronnie Spector. Um, Spector was born Victoria Bennett in East Harlem, New York City, and grew up in the Washington Heights section of Manhattan. Her mother was an African-American Cherokee, and her father was an Irish-American, which basically means don't piss this woman off. she <laughs> crush you. Her and her sister Estelle were uh, encouraged to sing at their fam- large family, and their cousin, the, tr- the trio, formed the Darling Sisters, known later as the Ronettes and performed locally while attending George Washington High School in Washington Heights. The Ronettes became popular live attraction around the greater New York area in the early 1960s. Looking for a recording contract, they initially were signed by Colpex Records and produced by Stu Phillips. After releasing their single, without success, they tracked down record producer Phil Spector. Uh, Phil Spector signed them. The relationship with Spector began charts with Be My Baby in 1963, Baby I Love You in 63, uh, The Best Part of Breaking Up in 64, uh, Walking in the Rain in 64. In 1965, the Ronettes were voted the top, were, were voted the third top singing group in England behind, I don't know if you heard of these two bands, um, The Beatles and The Rolling Stones. Wow. Not sure if you're familiar with their work. Um then, of course, Ronnie Spector later on in 86 kind of had a resurgence with the Eddie Money video, Be My Baby Tonight. Uh, Take Me Home Tonight, Be My Baby. Uh, that video, which, of course, was filmed at the Met Center in Minneapolis. It was? Yes. I'm going to write that down. Check out the video. You see the green seats there? Um, so Ronnie Spector lost this week, as you could tell. You know, look at the old pictures. She's... She was a talent. She, uh, her and Phil Spector, there's many issues and stories about that in the 60s. <clears throat> what groups didn't have issues in the 60s, though? So hear any story of guy with gal backup, insert name here. I can Tina Turner, Phil Spector, Ronnie's, and the Ronnie, Ronnie Spector here. So, But, yes, we lost Ronnie Spector this week. Sad loss. Um, one of my faves growing up. So that's that part for me. That's what I got. But yes, Weird Al doing Hanson videos. Eddie Money filming in Minneapolis. I try to keep it all local here best I can. Best I can. But like I said, we got that. Uh, high school basketball, I guess it was huge. Got to watch those things coming up. Again, concerts. Please check with the venue on what's going on. See what you need to bring, what you don't need to bring, and go from there. Nice. But for the trivia question, answer, answer question. Trivia question is uh, Dallas Cowboys got beat wild card weekend. One of the rare teams that put up more than 500 points in a season, their 12th all time, and um, and got beat. Uh, only one other team has done that. The answer would that be the Raiders? Nope. Because the Raiders, are just with their luck, they'd get one of those records attached. Uh, it was the it, – uh, it is the Rams, St. Louis Rams. Greatest show on turf. That was 2000, in the year 2000. 
they put up 500 points in a season, went to the wild card game and got beat by the Saints by three points. That was the first time ever. And um, only, I think, 22 teams in the history of the NFL have put up more than 500 points as a team in regular season. This year, uh, Dallas uh, eclipsed that along with, I think, another team also did it because they had the new 17-week season. So we're going to see more of those teams coming in. But, boy, to – oh, Tampa Bay. The Buccaneers put up 500 points this year. A little side note. We don't talk football here much. Go to our social media pages on Facebook. You see our playoff picks. Going into tonight, someone's five and zero. Oh. Just saying. Who is it? Five five games. You got them all right for the picks so yeah. far. And we got the you know the Rams and the Cardinals tonight. I do have the Cardinals winning on the road in an upset, and I think you've got the uh, Rams winning. I got the Rams. And then I think I'll do a little with a lot of this too. Speaking of the Rams, Matthew Stafford, <clears throat> his wife. Where are these wives of players coming off? Heard about this today. Where are these wives of players getting off, getting radio interviews and TV shows and radio shows and popping their lip off? Well, that was the good old days where you didn't even know they were married. <laughs> you know, now they got their own podcasts, they got their own shows, they're getting radio interviews. You know, uh, I was kind of happy Matthew Stafford. Yeah, it's L.A., but he's out of Detroit. Maybe he can win some playoff games and, you know, finally get some respect. Then his girlfriend's out popping off. That's why I like Josh Allen. His wife doesn't say too much. She did say a little stuff, too. She was kind of worried about things. So, but just keep the wives out of it. Let the boys – these big boys could put their foot in their mouth all by themselves. Don't need the gal helping out. But, uh, yeah, that um, – some close games. I saw the one – the Dallas game, the way that ended. Yes. The, the radio announcers, as everybody's throwing stuff on the field. Stay classy, Dallas. That was good. That was – it was horribly awkward. But we have to keep in mind, Dallas was getting their butt kicked the entire game. It wasn't until the very end that they came back. Yep. Uh, to even make it close, they were not doing well at all. So the fact that it came down to penalties, all the mistakes, I mean, if they would have won that game, something was wrong. In the now, I like the fake punt. But you notice they couldn't figure out what to do afterwards. They, 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 they had a plan what to do afterwards, but they weren't all on the same page. Ended up costing them a, a penalty. Yep, five-yard penalty. So they didn't have their uh, – they're uh, ducks in a row, we could say. Now, Andy, are we going to talk about our top five vocalists? Yes, I have that right here. There was a tweet that was sent out. Uh, Eddie Trunk put it out. Chris Jericho put one out. Top five heavy metal hard rock vocalists. Um, they both had their lists. Uh, some I've shared that on Twitter. Some people even said, hey, the people you put on there, they weren't hard rock heavy metal. They were just rock and roll. My criteria for the list, if you were in Hit Parader Magazine, you qualified for the list. That's kind of the way I'm going off of it. <laughs> if you would have been in that magazine, I qualified list. My top five, front men for a rock band. Number five, Rob Halford, Judas Priest. Four, Ozzy Osbourne. Either his solo stuff or Sabbath, but Ozzy was four. Three, Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden. Oh. Two, Paul Stanley with Kiss. And number one, of course, Ronnie James Dio. I like it. Honorable mention, Freddie Mercury. Because Queen wasn't, they, they were rock and roll, but they weren't really the hard rock. Hard rock fans loved them. So Freddie Mercury gets this congeniality. Honorable mention, whatever I call it. Here's a, I'm going to share mine here. I've got it up here, the five that I've got. Uh, I got Hetfield uh, from Metallica. Okay. I've got Chris Cornell here. Paul Stanley, of course, Kiss. One of the main reasons I like Kiss uh, back yep. in the day was Stanley's voice and his front stage uh, presence. Ozzy Osbourne, of course, you've got to have him in there. He can hardly speak. You can't understand him when he speaks, but when he sings, it's very it's a different. different person. 
and of course Ronnie James Dio. So those are my those are my five here for this. You know, I talked about the baseball strike earlier, how they're locked out. Our research staff. The last time Major League Baseball had a strike where it affected the season was 1990. Lost the World Series. That took took those steroids and home runs to get that back. NBA in 2011 lost part of the season from July to December. NHL the year after that, 2012-2013. Now the NFL had a player lockout in 2011, but they didn't have they didn't lose any games. Last time the NFL lost games because of a strike was 1982. Okay. I think that is why these other sports are having trouble catching up to the NFL. You keep having these lockouts and these strikes and losing fans. The NFL, yeah, they lost a few fans last year with the whole everybody taking a knee thing and all this other stuff. They dipped in fans, but they're kind of coming back now. Baseball, if you don't want to lose fans, the week of February 14th, you open training camp and go, like, let's get this thing figured out. You got three weeks to do it. Because we lose one day of spring training, it's going to be a long road back. Correct, correct. True. Um, I do not have an album of the week review, Andy, but I've got another Another uh, idea here. All right. The sports show, we're, we're covering sports and songs and music. That's us. Uh, this last weekend, I did travel up to Park Rapids, Minnesota, to do some snowmobiling. And that's a topic we haven't covered right. on our show at all. Just to show you what they have, uh, those not interested, those not familiar, when you go up to a park or a forest in the summertime, they give you a map of where the trails are, where the hiking trails are, where the biking trails are. But boy, you can see when you get into the Park Rapids area, it's a hub for snowmobiling. These red lines and dots are snowmobile trails okay. only. And it really helps you out when you go up to these types of places like this. Not to mention the apps that are available on your phone to track your mileage to track where you are, to set up a route, to know where to stop. These maps also have gas station locations, where to stop to refill, uh, bars and restaurants and places to eat along the way. They also, in the various maps that you get in these towns, give you the various, uh, the restaurants that sponsor snowmobiling and snowmobile clubs in the area. Okay. To make sure you frequent these places. Uh, Yep. Bars and grills on the way, restaurants, places to eat, places to fill up for food, uh, gas, get a bite to eat. And um, a lot of these businesses are, you know, very, uh, they tell you who to, who, to, who to sponsor, where to go, where to frequent. And when you pull up to these places along the trail, they're filled with uh, snowmobiles outside. People in, stop, stopping for a rest, uh, warming up, letting their uh, equipment uh, dry off if, if they're wet, uh, you know, things like that. So it's, it's a very fun experience uh, to do that. And Park Rapids is a very jackpot of a place. It's a very hub where you can go up to the different state parks, state forests, and follow all the trails. The one, now they've got, you know, the markings on the trails is how many miles to the next stop, where, where, how many miles to go if you need to, for gas and filling up. It's very good. The apps, I said, are very good as well. Then the other thing that I like about Minnesota up north is, you know, you get that Paul Bunyan trail that heads up to Bemidji and these types of trails where majority of them are built on an old railroad line uh, are very popular in the snowmobiling world. Not a lot of curves left and right, no hills. They take out the railroad line, put in a flat surface of asphalt that's used for hiking and biking during the summer months, walking, running, jogging, walking your dog, and then they put these down for snowmobile trails. So for those of you uh, in the beginners, beginner types of folks like that, very easy. We can get on a trail and go and not worry about hills, bumps, curves, left and right, and things like that. It's, 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 it's roomed, flat trails. They added a new one called the Heartland. The Heartland Trail that leads out of Park Rapids. It goes all the way to Walker, Walker Minnesota is another one that they added, much like the Paul Bunyan Trail. It's on an old railroad bed, flat, smooth surface, 12, 15 feet wide, groomed, very nice, very 
and very scenic as well. Um, down here, we've got something equivalent to that, the Dakota Line Trail uh, for snowmobilers down here, also the Loose Line Trail. Once they go through and take out these railroad ties and the railroad lines, and they pave them over, over with pavement or even limestone, um, very heavily used these trails in Minnesota in the summertime for biking, jogging, walking, and getting out uh, in the outdoors. But you can't believe how much use they get in the wintertime with the snowmobilers out there. Uh, that's part of the reason I got home here just today for the weekend up north. We had to postpone our show from Sunday, move it here to Monday night. Uh, that's part of the reason I just got home. But just wanted to have a, a quick introduction to how that has come advanced over the years, uh, how easy it is to do things like that, to get outdoors. This midweek episode I'm going to cover is uh, Carver County, Carver County trails, the trailing system, how to get involved with your local groups, things like that. Uh, we haven't touched on that here in the three years since we've been doing these shows, but I'll try to give a little primer on my midweek show this week, how to get involved, how to sign up, how to become a member, volunteer for some of these things, and um, how to get the trails online. Lots of action online with trails uh, to be able to zoom in, zoom out on these interactive snowmobile trails. And once again, the app, very, very common to do these things. Uh, Andy here is back. It looks like he's joining. It looks like Andy dropped off here, but just to close up, I'll be covering that a little bit. But in addition to our album reviews, Andy's soapbox, things like that, we'll keep the listeners there. I'm back. The listeners busy. Welcome back, Andy. I was talking a little bit about uh, our trip this weekend. Yes, I heard part of that up, that I lost every night here. Sorry about that. Closing up the show, but uh, that's kind of a big, big picture. State of Minnesota, it's a big hotbed. Once again, like Wyoming, Michigan, Wisconsin, Montana. Yeah. Tons of trails, tons of places to go and things to see. Very scenic uh, as far as wildlife and some of these things that you see in these big, dense forests, uh, woods, and parks. It's it's huge. Uh, I would like to do a plug to the uh, Lake Itasca State Park, Minnesota State Park. One of the best, one of the, the biggest, the biggest state park in the state of Minnesota is Itasca State Park. And without impacting the actual park itself, there are snowmobile trails around the outside loop that don't really have an impact on the park wildlife and things like that but you still get the scenery from going through it and things like that it's it's like you're out in the middle of nowhere it's uh it's pretty good this week i'll do a midweek bonus episode also on local snowmobile carver county in particular i've heard of them that's all i've got but all that's all i've got for today anything else andy for our show no just uh again the shameless plug that earlier check out instagram page got some weekly bonus shows on there Check out the story. Three weeks ago, I did a Hide Your Heart song, Hide Your Heart. Give that a listen. Who recorded it? When? And you'll be surprised who some of the people were that recorded it. Very good. Have a good week, y'all. Yeah.